Hey legends, welcome back to Hellmouth Hotline. I'm your host, Rodney Stewart, and sorry that this episode is a little bit late here on Monday evening, but Fat Boy is currently trying to get himself in the shape, so I was with the personal trainer tonight, put on a session with him, and then I got uh, I got held up at the uh, the queue at the drive-in at McDonald's afterwards. So uh, that's going good. So um, we're getting on to... Buffy the Vampire Slayer, once more in this podcast. This is Season 3, Episode 12, entitled Helpless. This is a fantastic little episode, and one that really did start to jump back in my mind while I was watching it. It's been a long time, again, since I've probably watched this show, but uh, sitting down to watch this one here, I enjoy this episode so much. It's it's great, and it... Uh, it it changes the dynamic at the end of the episode but essentially in this one uh, Buffy has lost her strength lost her uh, abilities to be the slayer Uh, at the beginning of the episode uh, Giles is showing her a variety of crystals uh, you know like healing crystals all that sort of stuff and uh you know, to teach her how to identify different types of, of these crystals. And, you know, it's, it's not going well. She's bored. She's kind of drifting in and out and whatnot. That comes into play later on in the episode. But as I say, uh, while she's on patrol afterwards, she's attacked by a vampire and uh, something happens. Her strength disappears on her and she's almost killed by the vampire. And she just gets out with the skin of her teeth essentially so she reports the problem to Giles and she's demonstrating it by uh, trying to throw knives at a target and she's missing them completely she's completely off her game she can't work it out she doesn't know what's going on and uh, Giles is probably you know saying you know you're maybe just sick bit of a flu or something out there and you'll take it easy for 48 hours and see what happens Um, at home Buffy is disappointed that she finds out uh, this is her birthday coming up, and uh, her her eighteenth birthday. It's a big one, and there's a tradition between her and her father, and he usually takes her to like a, an ice show, and she finds out when she gets home that uh, through stuff going on with her father and his business and whatnot, he can't take her, and uh, you know. Uh, her mother is like, you know, I can get someone to cover me and I can take you along. But uh, she's like, no, I think it would just be nice to have a quiet birthday for a change. But she does at one point uh, suggest to Giles that he could take her instead. So um, this plays in big by the end of the episode as well. But uh, Giles is just... At this point, he's kind of obsessing over the whole crystal identification thing. And he gets her to stare into a crystal. And he says, like, look at the centre of it, this huge thing in the middle of the table, this huge crystal. And see if he can find the the centre of it, the imperfection at the centre. So she stares into it, and she falls into this like trance. And he, realising that she's under injects her with uh, some sort of stuff and a needle 
Meanwhile, Quentin Travers, the head watcher, turns up in this episode and he's setting up a test for this lair assisted by two men named Hobson and Blair. And uh, it was uh, kind of fun to see Dominic Keaton turning up in this episode. I believe this is well, well prior to Star Trek Enterprise. But, uh, well, maybe not. Hold on, what year did Enterprise come out? That was in the 2000s, I think. Anyway, I digress. That's an our show that we'll be getting to at some point on my other podcast, Skim Me Up Body. So if you're into science fiction and Star Trek and that sort of thing, go over and check that there out. Right? So they're setting this up, and uh, yes, uh, at school, there's uh, Cordelia's having an argument with uh, a guy that's not happy with the way he or she is uh, treating them and whatnot. And Buffy tries to intervene and gets knocked down and uh, yeah, she enlists the help of her friends to figure out what is wrong. She goes, sees Angel, of course, he pops up in this episode again. Uh, he gives her a book for her birthday and he tells her about how he saw her before she was a slayer. She's like, you know, why, if I lose my strength... I can't be the Slayer, you know, would you even like me if I wasn't the Slayer? So there's a weird thing in this episode where as much as Buffy and Angel are trying to keep just the friends sort of thing, she's vulnerable at this point. And there's a few sequences where it could go either way with the two of them. But he tells her that he's seen her before she became this lair and how he loved her from the second that he saw her. Um, and we've seen that flashback, I believe, that he talks about the time that he went to see her before she was this lair. I think now in season two, coming up to the, the end of it, we were getting like Angel's side of the story and where he came from and whatnot. I do believe there was a, a flashback sequence in that that actually showed this part that he's talking about where she was outside the school and he's seen her and whatnot and it was part of his call and, and this and that and the other but uh yeah where am i at in my notes uh there's a vampire in here called Kralik or Kralik um what is his full name uh Zachary Kralik a vampire he is uh captive and he's intended to be the test is they're gonna basically trap her in a house with this vampire without her slayer abilities and see if she can survive. That's a thing that they the slayer has to go through whenever she turns eighteen or if she turns eighteen. He breaks out of a straight jacket while Blair's giving him his pills and uh he bites him, turns him into a vampire, uses him to escape, and uh, they kill the other guy that's there. Um, Jay's he goes to find Quentin at the Sunnydale Arms building, but discovers that Krillick is missing and Hobson is dead. Uh, Buffy's walking home later on that night on her own. She's confronted by Krillick. She runs. Um, f- as far as like the, the horror sort of elements in this episode go they're fantastic they're very very well done now in saying that it was a mainstream show been shown well before the watershed so it had it does have those horror 
elements on there, but they're nothing major that would be unsuitable for your average Joe viewer watching it. Um, yes, she's chasing, getting chased through the town with Blair. And interestingly, just before he confronted her in the street, there was these two guys that were like two drunks standing on a street corner, and they were kind of like taunting her and getting on. You know, it was like, come on, darling, what should you? much would it cost for you to give him a middle lap dance sort of thing and Buffy has that moment where she's going to turn and uh, confront the two of them then she realises I don't have my strength anymore and she walks on and of course Krillick shows up and uh, she runs and she tries to get over a fence she can't even claim that she's in a bad shape in a bad way of going Jais turns up he drives by picks her up uh, at Buffy's house Joyce hears a noise out front where she finds Krillick wrapped up in Buffy's jacket. He managed to trail that off her whenever she was running from him. And he's wearing it and he's curled up in a ball outside the house uh, pretending to be Buffy. And when her mother comes out to see if she's okay, he pops up and he's like, Mummy or Mother or something like that. Um, Giles feeling guilty for what he's been doing to Buffy. Uh, he tells Buffy that she's lost her strength due to the injections of muscle relaxant and adrenaline suppressors he's been giving her and everything about the test. Uh, furious Buffy returns home where she finds a picture, a re-Polaroid photograph. What's a Polaroid photograph? Most people are saying now. I was one of those class week cameras that were state of the art back in the day where you took the photograph and uh, I, I printed the photograph out right there and then amazing piece of technology um, yes she finds this picture of her mother she's bound to a chair gagged by acrylic she goes to the sunny deal arms building and uh, yes begins the confrontation with uh, Blair at the beginning, beats him unconscious and ends chased by Krillick until his need for pills become unbearable. Now, we don't really work out what these pills are for in the episode, but he's addicted to them. And we figure out that uh, he was also a mass murderer before he was turned to a vampire. So he wasn't, he's not just evil as a vampire, he was evil as a human as well. So he's like the worst of the worst basically, but these pills here, he can't do without them. Throughout the episode, whenever he was locked up, uh, these guys were feeding him these pills to keep him under control. So I don't know if this is something that he was himself addicted to or something that these guys got him addicted to, to control him. I don't know. Uh, I may have missed that in the viewing of it. I was uh, doing a couple of different things while I was watching the show, in all fairness. But uh, these pills play a big part in the, the series, or the episode as we come up towards the end of it, but uh, there's a room in the, this place where Buffy finds like, the walls completely covered in photographs of her mother tied up to a chair and whatnot, and it's just a way for this guy to taunt her more and more, and uh, yes eventually Giles figures out where she's at what's happening, and he tells uh, Travers that uh, the head watcher that uh, screw your test I, I told her everything that, and his mind 
because she now knows about the test, what it is, it invalidates the test, and she can't take it. And uh, he's telling Travers this, I'm not going to let you hurt her unnecessarily. And uh, Travers lets him in to the, the knowledge that uh, your slayer just entered the field of battle half an hour ago. He went to check out what was going on, he seen her get into the place. So, uh, yes, back at the house, there's a back and forth between Buffy and this vampire acrylic. And, uh, yes, he's got the upper hand majorly in all the confrontations. And uh, she manages to get down to her mother. And she's trying to rescue her. And he turns up. Buffy manages to steal the pills off him. This drives him crazy because he needs them. And uh, spoilers, I'm going to tell you how it ends right here. So if you don't want to know, go check out the episode. By all means, should have said that at the beginning of this podcast. These are very, very spoilerific. So if you don't want them spoiled, don't listen until you watch the shows. But uh, yes, uh, he gets the, the, the pills back off her takes one or two, whatever he needs, and there's a glass of water sitting on the table, and uh, he drinks it down to uh, get himself composed again, and he f- starts to realise that something's not right, and he looks at Buffy, and she brings out a a bottle of holy water, an empty bottle of holy water, the glass of water was full of holy water, so of course that's going to take him out in short order. She tries to free her mother, uh, just as Giles arrives, and the other vampire, Blair, that she knocked out earlier on, is now conscious he makes an, a, a go to attack Buffy, but he's taken out by Giles, um, yes, so uh, her mother saved, the vampires been, are killed, you know, good prevails, evil is punished, as per usual. Uh, at the end of the episode, back at the library, and um, this is why I love this episode so much. It's it's that dynamic between Giles and Buffy in this episode. Um, it is very very well acted, particularly on Giles's part. Uh, yes, the guy is. Absolutely fun. He's a great, great actor. Um, yes, at the library, Quentin congratulates Quentin Travers, the head watcher, congratulates Buffy on her accomplishment. But she is that angry with him. Uh, she's just like, you know, you should leave town before I get my strength back. And Giles uh, is pretty much like, you know, you've got what you wanted, you passed the test, you can go now, sort of deal, and Travers is like, not so quick, uh, the Slayer passed the test, but you didn't, looking at Giles, and uh, Quentin fires him from the Watcher's Council, and prepares to assign a new Watcher to Buffy, warning them not to interfere before leaving, however, Giles is still the school librarian and offers to help Buffy as a freelancer. He's not going anywhere. And the uh, Travers says to him, "It's because of the the fatherly relationship that he has, that Giles has with the Slayer. You've got, I believe his exact words were, you've got a father's love 
for the slayer and that's not something that she needs or you need to do your job properly and at the end of the episode it's just there's Buffy has this gash on her head and uh, Giles saying nothing uh, crouches down before and he, he takes the she's like dabbing it with a like a cloth sort of a deal and he takes it and out of her hand and he starts to clean the wound and it's it's very very delicate and it's just like a father working with a daughter it is a very very simple scene but very very effective as well I absolutely love this episode so that's it for the episode so what else are we going to get here um, let me see looking up some notes online about it uh, it was released January January 19th 1999 unreal I still can't get over how old this show was now says here that a reviewer for the BBC wrote that Slayer test made no sense and that Helpless would have been better if Faith the second Slayer were also present. She's went and walk about in this episode. I don't really agree with that. The reviewer for the BBC wrote that the Slayer test made no sense. The reviewer said that the betrayal of Buffy by Giles and the strains in their grown father-daughter relationship was heart-wrenching. Uh, Noel Murray of the AV Club described the episode as one of the most overly horrific with creepy dark houses and blood-splattered rooms. I agree with that there. Like, uh, this other guy was like, uh, yep, the reviewer said uh, oh, it was... It is heart wrenching between the two of them whenever that father daughter relationship comes up on it. So well acted, but uh, the fact that the test made no sense, I don't agree with that there. It made a lot of sense. Because uh, they don't so much put it on the words, but the fact that slayers are called, they're normally quite young. At this point, Buffy's probably one of the oldest Slayers that were ever called. So, whenever the Slayer hits, and Giles does say it, when the Slayer hits 18, or if she hits 18, so the chances of a Slayer getting to this age are very, very slim. So, to put them through a test where they have to defeat a vampire with just their own, you know common sense and like you know not having to depend on the super strength that the slayer has uh it makes sense in the way of like expanding their training out further and uh you know goodness knows what sort of situation you would end up in where that would be helpful but it's probably a good thing to try <laughs> as a slayer but anyway the, this show is great I absolutely love it now. I have said before that after season two of Buffy was phenomenal, fantastic season of the show. And season three had majorly big boots to fill. And for the most part, I don't think season three did achieve it. But it has some real strong moments in it. And this is one of them that that uh, 
the fight at the end between Buffy and uh, Krillick is fantastic. It's it's good old style horror, and there's some some comedy elements for you on there by him as well, Krillick, especially whenever she tries to use the cross on him, and that uh, he's just like he grabs the cr- her arm and holds the cross against him, and he's like he takes it down to his stomach. Oh, oh, go further, go further. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, Dirty Hallion But It is what it is It's a great great show And I have to go now And sleep off that pizza I had after my training tonight Or that McDonald's After my training tonight See I had a McDonald's And I'm still thinking about a pizza Eternal Fat Boy IB So that's going to do it For this episode guys Hope you enjoyed it If you did Share it along all that good social media stuff, follow the show, email me, hellmouthhotline, gmail.com. I would really appreciate hearing your thoughts on what you think of the show and how I can do this stuff better for you. So until the next episode, guys, stay safe and I'll talk to you all then. This has been a production of Coins Age Media. Thank you so much for listening.